0: Hey guys, welcome to True No's Talk, Jeff here. I don't know if y'all have heard of Anchor, but it's ran by Spotify now. And it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one app or on your desktop. Anchor has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone and computer. And really, I mean, when hosting on Anchor, you you I mean you can distribute your podcast on many platforms. Spotify, Apple. I mean, there's just tons of them, more than I have time to really explain. But the best part about it, really, everything you need in one place, and it's free. So, guys, go to your app store, download the Anchor FM app, or go online and just put it on your desktop if you got a laptop. Now, I know Chip and Hunter, just like I am, we're ready to kick this thing off. So, y'all can give us the countdown, and we'll see y'all when the show starts. get your the so everybody knows that we bleed going and go so we the seven nose we the we the we the so with you represent the and go let get your arms chopping so the whole world we we the what's up nose welcome to another edition of true nose talk with Jeff Rains. I'd like to uh, start the podcast off, man, asking, man, did y'all see that game last night? What a game. Men's basketball, number 16 right Florida State Seminoles defeating their little brothers from the south, the uh, tropical depressions of Miami, 81-59. to 59. You know, in, a, in another dominant performance, you know, they led as many by 24 points. And uh, Malik Osborne leading the way with 11 points and 10 rebounds for his double-double. And also Raquan Gray added another double-double with 10 points and 11 rebounds. As uh, we routed, totally dismantled and beat down the uh, shorthanded tropical depressions uh, for our fifth straight victory. I'm gonna tell you, after COVID, we were off in 15 days but after COVID, it's like a totally different team—a team that i would honestly say is better than last year's team. And last year's team was considered a national championship team. MJ Walker and Sadir Calhoun—you know—they added to the to the uh, team last night by scoring 11 points apiece. You know, we we only trail Virginia in the in the conference play, and we play them coming up on the fifteenth of February. And what's going to be a, a, a very tough game for the Seminoles. Uh, Virginia is a very tough team. And then after that, we play a, another very tough uh, Virginia Tech team right afterwards. So, uh, we got a stretch in February, guys. It's going to be real real testy for the men's, men's team. Uh, we were without, you know, our guard, Anthony Polite, last night. Again, he's been injured uh, since the North Carolina game. So, uh Hopefully we can get him back by the time we play Virginia. He'll be a big help. Uh, Leonard Hamilton was uh, asked after the game last night what he thought of the performance. And uh, Coach Hamilton said that uh, last night was, you know, it was obviously a game that was very important to him. He said that there was uh, times they played exceptionally well and times they played – Kind of poor and showed signs of improvement. He also said he was pleased that two of his guys could get uh, double doubles last night. So that that's a good thing on the basketball front. Very good thing on the basketball front. Like, like I said, we got two tough games coming up uh, middle of February. But uh, this weekend, the Knolls traveled to uh, Atlanta to take on the Yellow Jackets. Georgia Tech, they'll be playing at 4 p.m. Saturday, I believe it's on the ACC Network. Uh, Last time they played uh, Yellow Jackets, uh, the Knolls come out victorious 74-61 back December 15th. That was the conference opener for us. So, I see nothing more than we'll take this game also and just have to look ahead to Virginia. So, but we also, I mean, I, I was looking up yesterday while I was preparing for this one. I decided I'll just take a gander at the uh, recruits, the 2021 recruiting class. Uh, we got four good signees so far. We got a three-star in Naheem McLeod. He plays center. He's 7'3", 300, or 230 pounds. Out of Mariana, Florida, he plays for Chipola College, uh, the the Indians. He averages about three, four points a game with them, but he's a freshman there, uh, so he'll be he'll be joining the Knolls after the their season's over with. Then you got a uh, Jalen Wardley. He's a guard out of Norristown, Pennsylvania, high school kid. He's 6'5", 180 pounds. Um, highlights I've seen on him. It, Granted, it's high school. Take it what it is. He's a four-star. Uh, he could come in and be a good bench contributor. John Butler, he's a center, Greenville, South Carolina, seven foot, one hundred and eighty pounds. Uh, a good, good contributor there. He's got long arms, good reach. Then you got the five-star. I was very impressed with this. He he could come in and contribute. possibly be starting lineup uh, next year. Is uh, Matthew Cleveland out of Atlanta, Georgia. He's 6'7, 180 pounds. He's a five star. That's going to help us a lot on top of the transfer we got from Houston. I mean, our our recruiting class is already top three. And then you add on that, you know, the Houston shooting guard, I believe it is, Caleb Mills. He was a preseason AAC player of the year. Uh, He only played in four games this year for Houston due to an ankle injury and was averaging nine and a half points in only 19 minutes of play while there. He stated, uh, he he told Rivals.com that he plans to enroll immediately at Florida State. This was a couple weeks ago, so there's a good possibility he's already on campus and working out with the Knowles. So... He's six three guard. He averages 13.2 points per game. Last year with the Cougars, who were 23-8. and eight, And he was coming off the bench putting them, them games up in seven of those. Uh, he became the first freshman in history to – or in 40 years, my bad, to lead Houston in scoring, you know. He scored 20 or more points eight times a season ago, including a 27-point. Uh, he scored 27 points in a win against Tulsa. So that's a, that's a big big help. That's a big help. He's kind of low on the uh, three-point range. He shoots about 36% from three-point range, but he's a 75% free-throw shooter. So that ain't going to do nothing but help us and bolster our uh, – our roster for next season, so that way we can just continue to build like Leonard Hamilton's doing, which is a good thing. I also want to, uh, I want to give a little shout out to the girls' basketball team. They ain't had that good of a season this year, because due to COVID, but they currently sent. They currently sit at five and three overall, and fifth in the conference at four and three. And uh, they prepare to take on the uh, Demon Deacons of Wake Forest tonight on the ACC Network Extra. I believe that's uh, the online ACC Network. Uh, This game was originally supposed to be played back in January third, but due to the COVID mess, it was postponed. You know the Seminoles. I see. Them. I hope they can ride the hot-handed junior guard Morgan Jones. She's averaging twenty-five points a game and seven rebounds. Uh, she's shooting about fifty-four percent from the floor last week. And also, Weber, you know, Weber's production. She uh, she scores about about the same as Jones. Between both of them combined, they're shooting 51.3% from the floor. And at Weber's averaging about 13 points a game, along with Jones's 14 points a game. Uh, following that, the Wake Forest game, uh, the Seminoles be, will continue their four-game stretch on the road. They'll head to North Carolina on the fourth and face them and then Miami on the, the seventh at noon. So that's, that's just a little update on the girls. Y'all go give them some love. Make them feel loved. Now it's time for what we came for, guys. I know all of us that listen to podcasts, we, we love the basketball. We love the women's basketball and the baseball and softball, but we all here for that one thing, man. We all here for that football. And uh, last podcast, I dove off into the transfer portal, what it's taking from us and what it's giving us, which if you listen to my last podcast, it's kind of clear and clean cut what it's given us. It's uh, We're gaining way more than what we're losing. But on this one, I want to dive off into the recruits. And the first recruit that uh, – this is out of high school. The first recruit that comes to the list is four-star receiver – out of the IMG Academy, Malik McLean. He's 6'5, 195 pounds. Good route running ability, good hands. Could possibly vie for a starting position uh, on day one. I mean, he's coming in. He, He's coming from IMG, and anybody knows anything about uh, Florida high schools, IMG is basically its own little college. Um, some of your best players come out of IMG. And make it big time into uh, in college and in the pros. But uh, Malik McLean, he's four star, big hands. Uh, he was he committed to us. He also had offers from Alabama, Arkansas, Central Michigan, and Georgia Tech. So anytime we could take a player out of the hands of Alabama, which is highly considered wide receiver, you uh, that that's a big thing. That's a, that's a big. That is a big thing right there. Then you move on to the defensive side of the ball with Big Man from Virginia Beach, Virginia, 6'4", 215 pounds. He's a three-star recruit. He's a 5.6 rating on rivals. Uh, Signed with us, George Wilson. George Wilson uh, was recruited by Odell Hagens and uh, Papuchas. Uh Good defensive lineman. Everybody was after him. His highlight reel speaks for itself, his spotlight video. Go to rivals and watch his spotlight video on him. He was also uh, he was recruited by Arizona State and Auburn, Boston College. Uh, he grades out really well. He's, uh, he was number 15 uh, defensive end in the state of Virginia. And number 34 nationally so that's a good pickup for us also right there guys I mean it's that's doing up and bolstering our defense and we all know we all know from the uh, from last year our defense means all the help it can get then you look at a uh, Kobe cross he's a three-star tight end out of Diablo Valley California. Out of Pleasant Hill, California, he was the uh, Diablo Valley Community College, where he played at. Uh, committed to us, he had he had he was Norvell actually got in on the commitment on this one, or the recruitment on this one. But he also had offers from Auburn, California, Louisville, and Nebraska. I mean, he's coming out of uh, JUCO, so he should already be have some. Some know-how of what's going on. It shouldn't have to be refined and polished as much as high school players. Then you got Patrick Payton. You got a linebacker out of Miami, Florida. He's six five, two hundred five 205 pounds. He played uh, at Northwestern down in Miami. I mean, he's – he went down in ranking. He was the number 66th. Outside linebacker in the state and 26 nationally is what it reads, but he only had 12 offers. You know, we ripped him away from Georgia and Florida, which is always good to to watch the uh, the old Florida lot lizards not get something. But that's a, that's a decent pickup. He he'll probably be redshirted. I see him being redshirted. So that way he can grow. Uh, you got Schomburg Jackson out of Orlando, defensive end. You put him behind that transfer we got from Georgia, uh, Jermaine Jackson. And hopefully, Schomburg can pick up some stuff. He's. He's number 12th nationally. He's thirty-four in the state. Uh, well, no, take that back. He's two hundred seventeenth nationally. Thirty-fourth in the state. Uh, he had thir- total thirty-one offers. You know, we we took him away from Alabama. Uh, he's got good upside, good arms, good reach. Everything that you want in a good defensive end. He can set the edge. Hopefully, a whole lot better than Janarius Robinson did this past year. Uh, You got you a – we got Rob Orr from Gasson, Alabama. He's a 6'7", 285 offensive lineman. That's what we need. We need some O-linemen. We got Robert Orr and we got Brian S., Uh, 6'3", 285 pound out of uh, Madonna, Georgia. Another big-time thing. Hopefully they can get in the weight room, get their weight up just a little bit more, get a little bit more physical, be inserted probably next year, let them learn behind some of these – returning veterans we got uh which is a good thing then you got Joshua Burnell he's a uh wide receiver out of Blythewood, uh South Carolina 6'3 212 pounds he's a three star uh from what I've read about him and seen about him he's got good hands he's got good uh speed he'll be a good he'll help out probably him and uh McLean, I see them starting out with the nose as probably a punt returner or a uh, kickoff return type player. Uh, then you got Jackson West out of Huntsville, Alabama. Now this boy right here, you can't really look him up on social media. His parents kept him grounded. Uh, he really didn't have social media. He's 230 pounds. He spoke to the media yesterday, and they asked him. Uh, they asked him about his his uh, social media and all that, and he just straight up told him. He said he's, he credits his mom on helping him stay grounded. You know, he didn't. He knew he had to put some stock up. But he 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 wasn't worried about recruiting stock. That's why he managed to stay off of social media. He has a real good uh, relationship with Coach Thompson. Uh, he said he didn't pressure him. He didn't do a pressure pitch. He wouldn't text him or call him every day, you know. And he offered he offered him help in any way to help him make his decision. He likes what Norville does with his tight ends. Uh, said he said he. Uh, would fit into the scheme very well. So that's a good thing. Also, I don't remember if any of y'all heard when Kenny Dillingham was talking about uh, the recruits on the early signing period. Jackson West has already watched quite a bit of film on Florida State and has been running the routes and learning the scheme at home on his off time before he even enrolled. So that kid's coming in already prepared and knowing what kind of offense it is, and putting in the work that you you want a elite player to do. You know, you want that elite player to to not sit around. He to take time, and in high school, this kid was preparing himself for that. But that's just a little dabble into the uh, the signees and all that. But you also, you know, you got. You don't just have scholarship players. I mean, and you you look at your walk-ons like Deontay Sheffield and Wyatt Rector. They were walk-ons. They were offered a uh, preferred walk-on role, took advantage of it. Now both them players are on scholarship, and I want to say our. Uh, or punter, Master Mono, I, I want to say it was him this year. Already has been put on scholarship. He was a walk-on. But uh, I also got the list of the uh, 2021 walk-ons, preferred walk-ons. There's some, there's some big, big name hitters that was actually recruited by other schools that took a preferred walk-on role with Florida State. And uh, go through a list. You know, you got defensive back out of West Orange, Jaden Floyd. You know, Jaden Floyd's the son of, a, of tr- a former Florida State Seminole great, William Floyd. He's a fullback. Uh, he's a very good – Jaden's a very good tackler in space, um, and he's a good – uh, walk-on for the defensive back position. He's going to he's going to make these uh, quarterbacks really uh, have to judge what he's doing and where he's coming from out of the out of the back and all that. Then you got to Let me find him real quick. You got Mr. C.J. Campbell, who just got awarded the player of the state, I want to say it was. He's out of Panama City, Florida, out of Bay High School. Now, this boy is a preferred walk-on. But in his senior year, he rushed for over 2,000 yards and 25 touchdowns for Bay High and also had around 400 yards receiving. He would be and could be a very good fit into the backfield not this coming up year but possibly the 2022 season if you say Corbin has a good year and goes pro he would be a good fit to come in and fit into a role with Toa Philly and Williams that we got from Auburn or you could turn him into a like a slot receiver. He's got good hands. Um, He was asked about what his thoughts on Mike Norvell was, and he said, I quote, I like the fact that he is such a fair guy. He believes in letting the best players play, and he is also known for his preferred walk-on guys. That's really something that perked his interest, he said. Then you got another defensive tackle, Liam McCormick. Odell loves this kid. His athleticism, his footwork, he's 6'3", 280 pounds out of IMG. Uh, that's another big pickup, you know, because anything we can have on that defensive side, we need to take. Uh, you had a preferred walk-on linebacker, Emil Aim, out of university school. He's big-time thumper, man. He'll hit you. He likes to hit. Uh, he held offers from Louisville, um, Kentucky, and University of South Florida. So that's some big ones right there. Then you got some, I mean, we had some preferred walk-ons that come from colleges also. You got safety Joe Lane. He's a Holy Cross transfer. He finished his career at Holy Cross with uh, over 130 tackles in the last two years just there. He has great instincts. He's always around the ball. Um, He's flying to the ball. Um, After that, you got a Colorado State transfer, Caleb Blake, cornerback. Uh, he's from the Central Florida area growing up. He's a very productive guy in press coverage, which would help us out. And it's going to also help our quarterbacks out having to go up against players with this magnitude and this type of skill. It's just going to make us that much stronger. Uh, you got Jake Cam. He's a long snapper. Uh, he's a guy that visited earlier uh, last year for a junior day before COVID ha- happened, and he's considered possibly one of the best long snappers in the country coming out of high school. So I mean that's 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 just the outlook of the of the PWOs we got. So I mean Norvell is really shaping this thing up to be something very special. And but guys if you ain't heard today was the day that twenty twenty one Football schedule got released. Just dive into uh, to the schedule. Later on, closer to the season, once we get a more clear idea of what the roster is going to look like and the depth chart and all that, we'll, we'll go into what our record prediction is. I'm going to try to do a round table for that one with a bunch of my uh, Seminole brethren and sisters. But uh, to start off with, we got a tough game coming out of the gate. September fifth, we got Notre Dame at home, and uh, even with a team this year that we was up and down and more down than up, uh, we played Notre Dame very tight. It was it was a close game. They had to have their starters in all throughout the game. So uh, that's going to be a tough one at home. But it's going to be a good teaching thing for for the new for the, the 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 new blooded Knowles that's coming in. Then we we play uh, September 11th. We'll play Jacksonville State. And it's kind of our cupcake game to begin the season. Be another home game. Uh, Then we travel to Wake Forest to take on the Demon Deacons, who had a decent season this past year. Uh, I believe they lost their quarterback to the draft. But um, that'll, that'll be a uh, a good game to watch. That'll be September 18th. Then we come back on September 25th to home, and we take on the Cardinals of Louisville, and hopefully we can avenge the utter beatdown we had this year from Louisville and make strides in the right position. The weekend after that, October 2nd, we take on the uh the Orangemen of Syracuse, that right there will be a that'll be a fun game to watch. You never know what kind of game you're going to get when Syracuse comes to town. I mean, they can go from losing five or six games to knocking off the defending national champions that one year they played Clemson. Then October 9th, we travel to Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and take on the uh, Tar Heels, North Carolina Tar Heels. And Sam Howe, that's going to be a game. I believe Sam Howe and Mac Brown's going to be out for retribution. And that one's going to be a good game. Then we come back October 23rd, which is my birthday. um, And we take on UMass. The return of Walt Bell. And you hear the enthusiasm in my voice. Everybody remembers Walt Bell. Way to welcome him back as we take them on October 23rd. Walt Bell wasn't a bad offensive coordinator when he was here. He was, If all y'all remember, any of y'all remember, he was the offensive coordinator in Willie Taggart's first season. The offense struggled quite a bit. I don't really think it was Walt Bell's fault. I think it was too many Chiefs, not enough Indians in the offensive cookie jar. Too many hands in that one. Um, I think it was just a conflict of styles is the reason he left and took the UMass head coaching job. Um, But they come on the 23rd of October. I'll go ahead and make a prediction on that one. I, I believe that's going to be a blowout. I believe, I believe UMass ain't going to hold a chance to us. UMass ain't done much last year. Uh, and then October 30th. We travel to Death Valley and take on, you know, uh, the Clemson Tigers. And their head coach Dabo Swinney. I mean Sweeney. No excuses to say we ducking them that year. Um, Clemson's lost a lot. People don't realize. Yes, they had Justin Ross Announced he was going to come back since he was out for the whole 2020 season with a leg injury. And yeah, they got a uh, DJ. I'm not even going to try to butcher his last name. The quarterback that was backup for Trevor Lawrence who can run the ball, has a good arm, but you uh, you you can't replace Trevor Lawrence and uh, Travis Etienne in that backfield. That is two of your main weapons right there, and you have a quarterback in Trevor Lawrence that is just that is left. The, that boy is going to be a special talent in the next level. So that's going to be a good game. If we can put together and grow by then, that's going to be a good game. And I hope it's – a game kind of like the 2012-13 uh, season when we won the national championship where we went down there and everybody thought we were going to get ran, ransacked by them. We, we, we lowered the boom and gave them a butt whooping. Then we come home on November 6th uh, and face NC State. Uh, hopefully we can avenge that loss. Remember that was a game that Chubba Purdy started. And performed very very well in very well yeah it was a it was a lopsided victory for them, but we showed a lot of fight you know. Um, J Trav was out I think he would have he would have helped out tremendously in that game but you know we lost it that is what it is. They come on Saturday November sixth, hopefully we can take it. Then we got the tropical depressions of Miami coming in Saturday November thirteenth to Dope Campbell. I don't know how many of my, my listeners has ever been in Dope Campbell during a game, let alone a rivalry game. But I can promise you, if fans are permitted, which by then we should all have the vaccine and, well, all of y'all um, should have the vaccine Everything should be done. COVID should be blah because, you know, the masks and all that. Hopefully we can pack doke out for that game and uh, really make it a loud and rowdy place for Miami. Uh, then we end the season on the road. We got Boston College, November 20th. And then we end the year with uh, playing the swamp, playing in the swamp, and uh, taking on the lot lizards of Gainesville, and the, their loudmouth coach Dan Mullen. But guys, that's just a quick look at my thoughts of the of the schedule. And I know some of that, you know, I've, I've rambled a little bit on it, but all in all. It's going to be a tough year again. You know, in November, you got a tough NC State, Miami, Boston College, Florida, and October 30th, you got Clemson. So from October 30th, four out of your last five games are very tough, which that's going to show exactly just what that team's made of and what we're made of. As fans and as a team. Um, from start to finish, I believe we're going to have one of the toughest schedules. So, But with that being said, guys, I appreciate all my listeners and everybody that, uh, that listened to the first ever podcast. Y'all don't understand how much that means to me. Um, if there's any of my fans, listeners, whatever, that wants to come aboard and be a part of the True Knowles Talk family and kind of a co-host or a co-anchor, hit me up on social media, Jeff Rains, or you can email me at Talk at AOL.com, and we'll get you set up. It's a whole lot easier, guys, to, to bounce ideas off of somebody than it is to sit here and talk by yourself. And discuss things. But with that being said, I'm going to let Gene take us away. 25, 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Florida State! head right to the, 10, to the five. 5, touchdown, Florida State! He's got Whoa. PK Sam open, he makes the catch, yeah. touchdown, official!